Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Y'all come on in. Y'all come on in. I'm gonna give y'all just a few minutes. Just a few minutes. I'm gonna give y'all just a few minutes to come on in. Yes, I um sent a message on my page on this morning. Um let me turn this around so y'all can't see the background. All right. So yes. Um, I decided to come on at 9.30. I have a hair appointment that I got to be at at 9. So I decided to come on 7.30 to 8.30. So that way I can get this message out that I've been trying to get out since last week. So um, I do believe that um, it is important for me today to give this message um, because um, it's been on me. I started this message on last week because of a phone call that I had received. And I, th I think that we are now in a season and we are now in a time that Satan is running habit because yeah, truth be told, he is, he is angry. He is angry and he is trying to confuse God's people. And as you see it here, Sunday morning message, did God say it? A lot of times we um, sit back and we'll hear a prophetic word. Um, we listen to people who has a, a great influence upon us or over us. Um, and so it is very hard when um, you're wanting deliverance, you're wanting to receive salvation, you're wanting to be healed, you're wanting to be helped. Um, and you do have some people that are either your friends, your family members, your, your leaders. And here I know since 2020, I have been trying to help people to understand you when you are a Christian and you say that you are a Christian, you need to study the word of God for yourself. You need to study to show yourself approved. You need to study so you will understand what God is saying, not just to you, but to this world, to the people. And because of so many things and so much struggle and so much chaos and so much destruction and so much false prophets, has they're getting bigger. They're getting stronger. They're becoming more and more rapid. Um, the knowledge, the understanding, and they're using their gift to manipulate people. They're using their gift to bring so much peace, and that's not God's word. And so as I begin to study and as I begin to go back, um, I have to understand that I got to stay on. I got to stand for what I believe concerning the word of God. I, I've got to walk into what I believe concerning the word of God. I've been mishandled. I've been misguided. I've been misled. I've been misunderstood. I've been missed. I've been missed. Dismissed and missed. Literally. Because when you know what you know, and it's not self-righteousness, it's not um, self-gratification, it's not um, 
it's not self um there's a word that i i have wrote self-preservation when you know god and when you know his word and you are literally seeking him for for understanding for direction and when people only speak against what they don't understand it's not so much about what they don't know it's what they don't understand and when they don't understand it it's only because they've not been in it they've not been a part of it it has not happened to them they've not experienced it and so what happens is they'll give their own accusations they'll give their own assumptions they'll bring their own agenda they'll have their own opinions and when you know what you know and you know it's backed up with the word of god you got to trust god like never before you got to trust God. It may look, it may have you looking crazy. It, it, you may lose some people. You may lose some family members. You may lose a lot to, to, to gain so much more of God. And so when I received that phone call on last week and this individual, and, and she's going to be on here, um, in a few, um, and if she isn't, They're so afraid. They're so afraid. Um, literally, they are so afraid. Um, they're so afraid of, of speaking. They're so afraid of speaking against. They're so afraid. And, and sometimes it's not about them being afraid. They don't want to bring more drama than what it is. They don't want to. Um, it's a thin line when God tells you something and then somebody else will turn around and tell you something else. And it puts you in a place of confusion. And so many people are being confused. And, and I have to be honest, they are. And, and what happens is you only become confused when you walk away from what you know because of what you're in. And it's, 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 it's a lot. It is. And I want to go ahead and I want to be able to walk through this message um, to help and not to be a hindrance. And so I want you all to understand you need to get your Bible. I'm going to walk through this and Lord knows I'm literally going to try and walk through this thing quickly um, as much as possible. I, I need to walk through this. Uh, I'm sharing this myself you know, invite your followers, invite your friends, invite those who you know that that needs, that this needs to know. Amen. And so give me a few minutes. I'm, I'm doing this now myself as I'm talking and then I'm going right into prayer and we're going to move on in Jesus name. That That is what we're going to do. We're going to move on in Jesus name and we're going to uh, walk through this and just pray for me. Really, really pray for me. Pray for, for me. I, I, I cannot express it enough that I clearly need prayer because I don't want to miss God. Good morning, Evangelistina. I don't want to miss God. And I feel like if I, and yes, I do. I feel like if you know, I don't speak what thus saith the Lord. If I don't give what people need because of God, um, they're going to continue to be misguided by false teachers, false prophets, um, false words 
that people are bringing to them and it's causing them to be hurt even the more. Nothing is happening. Nothing is changing. Nothing is getting better. And why is that? Why is it if things are not getting better, if things are not changing, if things are not happening, we have to also understand that it may not just be our circumstances. It may not just be our situations. It may not just be, you know, um, just be just because we have to do a self-examination. We have to do a self-check. As much as we are, listen, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. As much as we give time to self-care, getting our nails done, getting our hair done, getting our face done, getting our eyebrows done, getting our lashes done, um, getting, uh, listen, those who are able to get butt lifts, breast lifts, tummy tucks, um, weight loss. We, we spend so much time on personal self-care, but we do we give that same exact time for self-spiritualness? For, for self, um, where Christianity, for who we are in God. Do we give time and attention to that part? Do we give time and attention to the word of God? Do we give time and attention to fasting and praying? Do we give time and attention and studying the word of God? Literally, do we give that same time and attention to praying in the morning, praying in the noonday, praying in the evening? Do we give that that time more than that time when we know that Matthew chapter 6 and 33 tells us to seek ye first the kingdom of righteousness and all these things shall be added unto us to seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. Let me let me just read it as it is, because this on, on this morning, I don't want to miss a word. Can, can I just can I just be honest with you? I don't want to miss a word. I'm getting to the point to where I want to read exactly what the Bible says. I don't want to add to it. I don't want to take away from it. What it says is what it is. But Matthew 6 and 33 says, it says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. And 34 says, take therefore no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself, sufficient unto the day of the evil thereof. Because there, this world is evil. The world is evil. And as I studied this lesson, it clearly said, good morning, Karen. It's, it's clearly at a, as I studied this lesson just from when I came through on Thursday and I started talking about it and I myself I was listening to what people were saying about the message but I went back and I listened to it myself and I began to understand the purpose and the point of why it seemed like I just couldn't get it to point out because God uses me through scripture God uses me through his word God wants to make sure that I don't speak nothing that is not of him. God wants to make sure that if I hear something or somebody calls me with something and they need advice or they need counsel or they need something that I always I am always able to back it up with the word of God because he does not want them listening to me. He does not want them listening to my opinion. He don't want them listening to my to to what I have going on. God wants them to hear him. Can I say that again? God wants them to hear him. That's it. God wants them to hear him. He's using men and women 
that will take a stand for his word. He's using men and women that will draw nigh to him so he can draw nigh to them. He's using men and women that when he speaks to them, they're going to speak what the Lord say. They're not going to add their inf onto it. They're not going to add their thing onto it. They're not going to add a cash app to it. They're going to speak the word of God. They're going to give you what the word says. And we are in a season to where everybody is saying, this is God. That's God. God, 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 God. God said it. God did it. God is doing this. God is doing that. Yes. And we got to understand. Listen, we have to understand that. Yes, God is everywhere. God sees everything. God knows everything. But his word is truth. His word is righteous. His word is holiness. God is not bipolar. God is not schizophrenic. God don't have mental illness. God is not the author of confusion. God does things decently and in order. God's word does not come back void. God's word is God's word. If God said it, he said it. And he's going to back it up through his prophets. He's going to back it up through his word of God. And as he backs up, he says it right here in Revelation. And you all need to understand this. Revelation chapter 22. Revelations 22. Listen, and I got this in my notes. And I'm going to make sure that I give you everything that you need on this morning. Revelations 22, 18 and 19. That is what you have to understand. Revelation 22, 18 and 19. Listen, and Revelation chapter 22 is the last book in the Bible. And it's the last scripture the last chapter in the Bible. And listen, Revelations 22 and 18, I'm going to go up. Yes, let me go up to 17. Listen, and the spirit and the bride say, come and let him that continues to say, come and let him that is a thirst come and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. You must take the water of life freely the water of life freely because it's free 18 says for i testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book the prophecy is the book of god the prophetic is the word of god if any man shall add unto these things God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. Do you not understand? What are the plagues of this book? Go back and read. Go back and walk through Exodus. Go back and walk through Deuteronomy. Go back and walk through when God called Moses to free his people from Egypt. When God had the people in the wilderness, you have to understand that even when Aaron and Miriam was coming against Moses. God heard it. And he called them from outside the temple. Told them to step outside. He told them to step outside. And then he told Miriam to sit outside the camp. Until, it was, until she was done with the consequences of what she was speaking. And even Moses was like, what do she ask? And God said to him, would it have been better if she would have spit in her father's face? He said, it doesn't matter. Listen, if you're wrong, you're going to get it. 
If you're speaking against my man or woman of God, you're going to get it. If you are rejecting my word, you're going to get it. If you're adding to my word and I didn't say that, you're going to get it. And the plagues that are written in this book, that means every pestilence, every plague, every, every, every captivity, you will cause your own self to have a plague put on you because you are refusing to hear the prophecy of this book, which is the Bible, which is God's word. We are so focused on who wrote it and, and who did this and who did that. But at the end of the day, it's God's word. You got to know God's word for yourself. 19 says, and, and, and if any man shall take away from the words of this book, from the word of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city. And from the things which are written in this book, the Bible is the book of prophecy. The Bible is the book that is to lead you and guide you and direct you into all truth and to show you what's false, to show you that if anybody is speaking against the word of God, they are false. If they are speaking against the word of God, it is not of God. If they are leading you away from something or someone or some place that God placed you in and somebody comes through and tell you something different, it is not of God. If you know that God said something to you, why do you keep allowing these people to speak this thing against what God is saying when God is trying to bring you out of a place that you put yourself in? If God told you to go there, go there and wait. Go there and suffer through. Go there and wait on the Lord. Your focus is to be on him. You ought to put him first. Not you don't, well, I read my Bible, I put him first. Well, I, I fast, I put him first. When I'm in Sunday school, I put him first. No, that does not mean, that is just putting him first. Putting him first means putting him before your, before your marriage, putting him first before your finances, putting him first before the leaders in your house, putting him first before the children of your house, putting him first in, in front of your situations, putting him first in front of your circumstances, putting him first before your lawyer, putting him first before the judge, putting him first, seeking him first, speaking to him first. That's putting him first. That's putting God first. God, what will you have me to say? What will you have me to do? I'm hearing so much stuff, but God, I need to hear from you. And sometimes we got to be like Job and just sit and listen and still kick against what friends are saying, what leaders are saying, what children are saying, what parents are saying. When you know you've not done anything wrong, you got to sit still and wait on God to speak. Job sat with his friends. We can at least say they sat with him for seven days and so, but we don't know how long it took for God to speak. And what is happening, we are, we are ignoring him. And when we, re when, we, when we reject God, we reject conviction. We reject correction. We reject the word of God because we are so quick to jump. When you got to 
walk in, walk through, to be able to run out. We can't run first. When you run first, you're going to get tired. Even when, even when athletes are working out, they work out first before they work out first before exercising. They they work out. Let me say work out. They warm up. Thank you, Holy Spirit. They warm up first before going into practice. They warm up first before going into hard stretches. They warm up first before they start running hard. We're not even warming up. We're just going straight ahead, and we bump our head, or we get a, or we get a cramp, or we get something. We're hurting ourselves spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. We have to understand that people are no longer some people, or because it's not everybody. There are just some people who are no longer listening to the word of God. They are no longer following the word of God. They are no longer sitting on the word of God. And the word of God said it, that they are going to now remove themselves from the truth. And they're going to err to the errors of their flesh. They're going to err to those who that have those itching ears. Their ears are going to be to go to, they're going to begin to itch. And they're going to go listen to those because they, they, what they flesh want to listen to. They're now, they're no longer listening to their spirit man. They're now listening to that flesh of man. They are no longer listening to their spirit man. They are now listening to The flesh of man. I haven't even prayed. I got to pray. Lord God, I thank you, right? Look, we th thank you, Holy Spirit. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart to be acceptable unto thy said, O oh Lord, my, my strength and my redeemer. Lord God, as I decrease, you increase, Lord God. If you don't speak, nothing will be said. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name I pray. We pray and we all say amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Listen. Listen. We are allowing people to pull us out of our positions because of the places that we are in. It's a hard pill to swallow, but we need to swallow that pill. If it tastes good, it's not going to do you any justice. The nastiest thing that we don't like is the best thing that's going to heal us. We hate castor oil, but it's so good for the body. We hate drinking water, but we love drinking sodas. And caffeine is so bad for the body, but it tastes so good. Water is so bland, has no taste but it cleanses you, it purifies you, it lightens up your skin, it, it, it gives you energy. But we don't wanna drink the water freely as we just read in Revelations 22, that we are to take the water of life freely. Jesus is the water of life. He wants us to have 
whatever it is that we need, but we're taking shortcuts. We're taking shortcuts. So listen, Jeremiah, Jeremiah, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jeremiah 28. That's where I'm at. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go in my notes. And y'all know how I do. I, I I'm not coming off of just nothing. I, I have my trust me. Oh, I have my notes. And I'm gonna walk through my notes. And I I only got but a short time. But we're gonna walk through these notes today. And I'm gonna give you what thus saith the Lord. And I and in in my 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 spirit man is feeling troubled for this world, for the people in this world, because they're being mistaken. They're being mishandled. They're being misguided. And if some of you watch my live on Thursday, when I gave you a, a short little snippet of this phone call that I received that she was in service and she was receiving a word and she was in some stuff that she should, that she know that she should not be in. And she's consciously aware of it. And she had been praying for God to give her strength. She had been praying for God to move her from it. She had been praying God to help her because it's, it was such a stronghold for her. Literally, it was such a stronghold for her. When the man of God began to speak and he began to speak to her, the person that she was with then began to add doubt into what she was hearing. And so my live that I spoke on a few days ago on Thursday was dealing with prophecy. And that's why I read Revelations 22, 18 and 19 to you first. The book of God is the book of prophecy where you're going to receive your instructions, your healings, whatever it is that you need. It's in the word of God from Genesis to Revelations. It's up to you to read it. It's up to you to study it. It's up to you to pull it apart. It's up to you to seek God for every word in this book. It's up to you to seek those who can give you wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And their words will be backed up from the word of God of what you are reading. The Holy Ghost will speak and rise up and give you what thus saith the Lord. Jeremiah 28. And I'm going to read this from the New Living Translation. Jeremiah 28, I'm going to read it straight through. Jeremiah 28 and 17, I'm 1 through 17. And I need y'all to hear this. One day in late summer of that, of that same year, the fourth year of the reign of Zedekiah, king of Judah, Hananiah, the son of Uzzah, a prophet from Gibeon. And then it started out saying that he was a prophet from Gibeon, but Hananiah was a false prophet. Addressed me publicly in the temple while all the priests and people listened. He said, this is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel says. And this is what prophet, the false prophet Hananiah said to the people and all that was there, including the priests. And they were listening. He said, and God said, I will remove the yoke of the king of Babylon from your necks. Within two years, I will bring back all the temple treasures that King Nebuchadnezzar carried off to Babylon. And I will bring back Jehoiakim, son of Jehoiakim, Jehoashin, son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, and all the other captives that were taken to Babylon. I will surely break the yoke that the king of Babylon has put on your necks. I, the Lord, have spoken it. 
Jeremiah responded to Hananiah as they stood in front of all the priests and the people at the temple. He said, amen. Amen. Jeremiah said, amen. When you say amen, you put a seal on what you hear people say that God said. You have to be so careful because the point of this was if God brought the people into captivity, God brought them, God caused them to be captive. God did that. God did it. But that's just not the point. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get into all of that right there. But when God does something, when God puts you in something, only God can bring you out. If God takes you somewhere, only God can bring you out of that place. If God gives you something, only God can take it from you. If God speaks something to you, only God can confirm his word through his people of God. So when I titled this, what you take off God's people, what you break off of God's people, God is going to break you off. Y'all heard this saying, I'm going to break my foot up off in your behind. Y'all heard this saying, the same way they broke me off, I'm going to break them off. Y'all know what break off means. And the false prophets are trying to break off God's people, the true men and women of God. But God is going to turn around and break those false prophets off. Listen, Jeremiah responded to Hananiah as they stood in the front of all the priests and the people at the temple. He said, amen. He said, may your prophecies come true. Jeremiah says, I hope the Lord does everything you say. I hope he does bring back from Babylon the treasures of this temple and all the captives. But Jeremiah said, but listen. Jeremiah said, but listen now to the Solomon words I speak to you in the presence of all these people. The ancient prophets who preceded you and me spoke against many nations, always warnings of war, always warnings of disaster and disease. So a prophet who predicts peace must show he is right. I need y'all to catch that. A prophet who predicts peace must show he is right. Jeremiah said, only when his predictions come true can we know that he is really from the Lord. When you are hearing the word of God and you know it to be true, when you already know that you are in that place, you know you're committing fornication. You know that you're committing adultery. You know that you're that you're lying. You know that you're manipulating. You know that you shouldn't be in that man's bed. You know you shouldn't be in that woman's bed. You know you should not be lying to the people. You know you should not be manipulating the people. You know what you, you know. If you are an adult, you know. Time out for walking around here saying, oh, well, I didn't know about that. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. And, and the Bible tells us, and if you didn't, now that you know, you walk in the truth that you know. You walk in the light of what you know. You walk in the truth of what you know. 
you walk in what you said, God said it. So that's why Jeremiah said, well, if you say that's what the Lord said, he said, I hope. He said, I hope he shows you that. He said, I hope the Lord does everything you say. If you say the Lord going to cause you to be a millionaire, then I hope that the, 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 what you say the Lord said, he going to cause you to be a millionaire. I hope that you get that home you said God told you you're going to get. That's to me as well. This smacked me in the head like a ton of books because here what you understand. I know that's what God said. I know what God told me he wanted me to have. But when you listen to everybody else, when you say, well, maybe God didn't say that. Well, maybe I need to go back and pray. Well, maybe I need the Lord. You know, I know you said this to me, but because it's not coming when you said it was going to come. And now that time has passed and I'm still here and I'm still in this place. And they said this and they said that. And now they're saying this down the other. And woo -woo, so let me just go on and do what I want to do. Because you have to believe what you hear and then sit and wait. Until it comes to pass. Listen. Verse 8. Verse 9. So a prophet. I want to read this again. So a prophet who predicts peace. Must show he is right. Only when his predictions come true. Can we know that he is really from the Lord. Then Hananiah the prophet. Because now Hananiah mad. Because what Jeremiah said. The true prophet of God. So he turns around and he takes the yoke off Jeremiah's neck and breaks it into pieces. So now you did something to prove God said something. But what you don't understand is you just came against God's prophet the same way Miriam came against Moses, God's prophet, God's manservant, the man of God. So what you don't understand is you can't get upset. If, if God said it, it shouldn't bring you to anger. If God said it, it shouldn't make you mad. Well, it will make you mad when, if God said it because of what you're trying to do. The only, the only, reason, the only way, listen, the only, reason, the only reason why we get mad when we truly hear God's word is because we want to do something else. Because we want to do what we want to do. We want to go where we want to go. We want to be around people that we want to be around. We don't, we don't want to endure when long-suffering is part of fruit of the Spirit. We, we don't. And what happens is people think, thank you, Holy Spirit. So literally when the woman said, when her friend said what she said to her, you're a naysayer. You're a doubter. You're an unbeliever. Because if this young lady was trying to receive deliverance, you just hindered her. You just stunted her growth. You just caused her to be stagnated. You just caused her to miss her deliverance because of your words. Because a true prophet will come through and give you what thus saith the Lord. But because of the position that you're in, because of the place they wanted to come out of, you're going to drop that negative seed. You're going to drop that seed that caused division. You're going to drop that seed that caused discord. You're going to drop that seed because you don't want them to stop. Because if they stop, that means they're not going to be connected to you anymore. And now you're going to be left alone, probably dealing with them things that you've been doing. That's probably why they're doing it, because you're doing it, because they don't see anybody showing them difference. 
because the people that are actually telling them you need to come out of that you you, you need to come out of that fault you need to come out of that you gotta you, you need to stop making that same mistake twice you need to come out of that cycle because if god said it you're going to come out of that cycle when god frees you you're free indeed when god does it it lasts a lifetime so if a false prophet comes to you and they're speaking nothing but peace I'm going to be like Jeremiah. I hope everything that you're saying, I hope it comes to pass. I hope God does everything that you say that he's saying. I hope it comes to pass. But listen, the word of God says this. But listen, the word of God says that. But listen, this is the prophecy of the book. What does God say? You said God said, and then somebody come around and say, well, God said this, or God told me to show you this part, or God told me to show you that, but what did you just say God said? What did you just say God said? So are you doubting yourself, prophet? Are you doubting your, your words, preacher? Are you doubting your gift, evangelist? Can I back that up with scripture? Let me, let me let's, let's leave from this part right here. And let's let's go to right quick. Let's go to um, Kings. Let's let's go to let's go to First Kings. Let let me help you out because this this is First King, thirteen, one through thirty four. Let me let me help y'all out right quick. Let me let me help you out. First King. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Help me, Jesus. Lord, help me. Carry me through, Lord. Carry me through, God. Carry me through, God. Cover me. Cover me. Cover me. In Jesus' name, Lord, cover me. In Jesus' name, Lord, cover me. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, 1 Kings chapter 13. Listen, listen. 1 Kings 13 and 1. And behold, there came a man of God out of Judah by the word of the Lord unto Bethel and Jeroboam stood by the altar to burn incense. And he cried against the altar in the word of the Lord and said, O altar, altar, thus saith the Lord, behold, a child shall be born unto the house of David, Josiah by name, and upon thee shall be offered the priest, upon thee shall he offer the priests of the high places that burn incense upon thee, and men's bones shall be burned unto, unto thee. And he gave a sign the same day saying this is the sign which the lord hath spoken behold the altar shall be torn and the ashes that are upon it shall be poured out and it came to pass when when king jeroboam heard the saying of the man of god which had cried against the altar in bethel and he put forth his hand from the altar saying laid hold on him and his hand which he put forth against him dried up so that he could not pull it in again to him listen he tried to put his hand on the man of god that was speaking against what was going on at the altar and his hand drew up and it became disabled what you are trying to break off of god's people god is about to break you off you can't keep touching god's true prophets you can't keep speaking against true prophets but you are to speak against false prophets false teachers false leaders 
but you ain't got to touch them. You ain't got to put your hands on them. Because just like Jeremiah, he didn't, he didn't retaliate. He didn't fight uh, Hananiah. He didn't cuss out Hananiah. He didn't come against Hananiah. But Jeremiah used the word of God to let him know that the word of God don't bring peace. And I'm going to back that up with scripture as well. Listen. Verse five says, and the altar was also tore and the ashes poured out from the altar, according to the sign which the man of God had given by the word of God. And the king answered and sent it to the man of God, entreat me now the face of the Lord your God and pray for me that my hand may be restored me again. The man of God besought the Lord and the king's hand was restored him again and became as it was before. Y'all need to catch this. Verse seven, and the king said unto the man of God, come home with me and refresh yourself and I will give you a reward. And the man of God said unto the king, if you will give me half your house, I will not go with you. Neither will I eat bread nor drink water in this place. For so was it charged me by the word of God saying, eat no bread, nor drink water, nor turn again by the same way that you came. So he went another way. So the man of God went another way. He did not go back the same way that he came. He listened and he obeyed the word of God. I need y'all to catch this. Verse 10 says, so he went another way and returned not by the way that he came to Bethel. Now, there dwelt an old prophet in Bethel and his sons came and told him all the works that the man of God had done that day in Bethel, the words which he had spoken unto the king, them they told also to their father. When we hear something and we know that it's not of God, we are to go and make that thing right and speak what thus saith the Lord. This is not what God said. But when the old prophet and his sons heard, because see, listen, there was an old prophet in Bethel and his sons came and told him. So his sons, the old prophet's children, were where was where the, the young prophet was and saw the signs and wonders of the Lord and went and told the old prophet. I'm going to need y'all to catch this. He said, and they told him all the works that the man of God had done that day in Bethel, the words which he had spoken unto the king, them they told also to their father and their father said unto them, which way did he go? For his sons had seen what way the man of God went, which came from Judah. And he said unto his son, saddle my donkey. So they saddled the donkey and they rode thereon. They went looking for the man of God. They went looking for the man of God. Listen. And their father said unto them, I'm sorry, verse 14. And he went after the man of God and found him sitting under an oak tree. And he said unto him, are you the man of God that came from Judah? And the man of God said, I am. Then he said unto him, come home with me and eat bread. And he said, I'm, and the man of God said, I may not return with you, nor go in with you. Neither will I eat bread nor drink water in this place. For it was said to me by the word of God, 
did God say it in this sense, in this scenario? Yes, he did. But look at what the old prophet did. This is how the seasoned prophets will manipulate you. The seasoned prophets will cause you to be, listen, for it was said to me by the word of God, I shall not eat no bread, nor drink water here, nor turn again by the way that I came. He said it to him. The old prophet said, I am a prophet also. I'm a man of God also. I'm a woman of God also. I hear the Lord too. I hear, I hear God too. I've seen him do signs and wonders as well. I did this and I did that. That's what seasoned, mature prophets will say, not realizing that God is today, yesterday, and forevermore. He, listen, where are my notes? Revelations 1 and 8, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come. Sometimes you got to tell somebody, I heard God. I don't care what you say. If you know that you heard God and you know what God said to you, and if somebody say, what did God say? You say exactly what God said. That's why Revelation 22, 18, 19 says, don't add anything to it. Don't take nothing from it. Because you will, you will be taken from the book of life and those plagues in the Bible will be placed on you. God is about to break some of you false prophets, you false leaders, you false teachers, you false people who's leading God's people away from the word of God and what he said. Because you think, because you've been prophesying for 20 years, you've been prophesying for 35 years, you've been prophesying for 55 years, but guess what? It does not matter how long you've been prophesying. God's word doesn't change from the day you became a prophet to 50 years later, you still a prophet. God's word doesn't change. God's word doesn't lie. If, if a man of God come to you and say, this is what thus said the Lord, you can't turn around and say, that ain't God. When it lines up with the word of God. If the Bible says we ought to be sinning and you telling somebody it's okay to be in that place, that's not the word of God. Galatians 6 and 1 says, brethren, if you find, it says, if you see your brethren overtaken in a fault, you, which are spiritual, ought to restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. Lest thou also be tempted. No, we don't judge and condemn the people because God, Jesus Christ, the son of God and God, the father in heaven, they, they will do that when this world ends. We are to love them to Christ, love them to love, love them to have compassion, love them out of their mess, love them out of stuff. But we are never to change the word of God to suit their needs. Never change the word of God to suit their circumstances. Never change the word of God to suit your desire. You sow into a prophet to receive a prophet's reward. That means if I sow into you, your reward belongs to me. Yeah, I, I just lost some of you right there. To sow into a prophet to receive a prophet's reward. We're supposed to both be rewarded. Because if I'm sowing into you, then I'm, I'm sowing to come out of something. To get what God has for me. That doesn't, it doesn't mean that my struggle, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to struggle. 
It doesn't mean that I'm not going to have chaos and confusion in my life. But because I seek God first, I'm going to wait on God to bring me out of that struggle. I'm going to wait on God to bring me to a better job because yes, I have to endure where I'm at so then I can have rest in where I'm going into. I have to endure where I'm at so that I can go into my peace. That I can endure where I'm at until I'm able to go into my prosperity. Because Isaiah 1 Thank you, Holy Spirit. Isaiah 1. So I'm, 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 I'm giving it just the way it is. Isaiah 1. Isaiah 1, 19 and 20. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword. For the mouth of the Lord have spoken it. I didn't speak it. The mouth of the Lord spoke it. Listen, back to the old, back to the man of God and, and the old prophet. Listen, verse 16 says, and again, the old man said, I cannot, I mean, the, the man of God said, I cannot go back with you. So, and, and 18, the, the prophet said, I'm a prophet also as you are. And an angel spake unto me by the word of the Lord, saying, bring him back with me into your house that he may eat bread and drink water. And the scripture says, but he lied unto him. He lied to him. The man of God went back with him and did eat bread in his house and drink water. And it came to pass as they sat at the table that the word of the Lord came now unto the prophet that brought him back. Now this prophet now had to tell the man of God, you going to die because you listened to me. Instead of listening to what God said that you said that he said, because you repeated it to you because good morning, you repeated it to, um, you repeat who did he, he repeated it once to um I want to get his name. He repeated it to the uh King Jer Jeroboam. He repeated it, he, he told him what the Lord said. Then he turned around and told the old prophet what the Lord said. But when the prophet said, But I'm a prophet also. So, but in our minds say, where well, if you're a prophet, then you should know that God told me what he told me. If you're a prophet, then you wouldn't go against what I said that God said. If God said it, if God said it, then you don't go against what I said God said. Whether you believe it or not, Holy Spirit in this place, it does not matter if anybody believes you or not. If you say God said it, you don't let somebody else come through and change your mind. If God spoke to you, you don't let somebody else come in and change your mind. Because at the end of the day, whether we know or whether we don't know, God's word is going to line up with the word of God. Because if God, listen, if God said, here, thank you, Holy Spirit. If God said, if you, if somebody come to me and said, well, God told me 
that I am to go into this bank and rob it. And when I go into this bank and rob this bank for $10,000, he's going to bless me prosperously. At that moment, you ought to say, the Ten Commandments says, thou shalt not steal. The Ten Commandments say, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house, thy neighbor's wife, thy neighbor's stuff. So God is not going to tell you to go rob somebody. God is not going to tell you to go steal from somebody so that you will become prosperous. God's not going to say that. I'm giving you common sense. Yeah, I am. I'm giving you common sense. Thank you, but yeah, I'm giving you common sense because this is what happens when we don't know the word of God for ourselves. Because if we know, if we don't know nothing else, we should know the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not covet. Thou shalt not speak against God's name. Thou shalt not serve any other gods before me. God, thou shalt not. So if somebody is sleeping with another man's wife, God did not tell you that husband belongs to you. God did not tell you that wife belongs to you. God's not going to tell you that if, it's ten, if this is 10 commandments says, thou shalt not cover thy neighbor's wife. Thou shalt not cover thy neighbor's manservice, maid servants. You got to know the word of God for yourself. God's word don't go against God's word. God's word has always been a warning. God's word has always been, if you, then I. God's word is second. In Second Chronicles 7 and 14, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. Then will I heal their land. Then I will forgive them of their sin. Prophecy of this book. But back to the man of God and back to the old prophet, the one that says, I'm a prophet too. Listen. Because if a prophet is subject to another prophet, they should be hearing the same thing from God. God is not the author of confusion, but he is a God of peace. That's his word. Listen. So again, 20, and it came to pass that they sat at the table and the word of the Lord came unto the prophet that brought him back and he cried unto the man of God. Now he's crying to the man of God and he is and he has to say this, thus saith the Lord, for as much as you have disobeyed the mouth of the Lord and has not kept the commandment which the Lord thy God commanded you, commanded you, but came back and has eaten bread and drank water in the place of which the Lord did say to you, eat no bread and drink no water. The, your carcass shall not come unto the sepulcher of your fathers. And it came to pass after he had eaten bread and after he had drunk that he saddled for him the donkey for with the prophet whom he had brought back. And when he was gone, a lion met him by the way and slew him and his carcass was cast in the way and the donkey stood by it. The lion also stood by the carcass, the, li the liar, the lion liar, you're lying. That's how I'm gonna look at that, you're lying. If I say God told me to do something and you come and tell me that God said something else, I'm just gonna call you a lion. I'm gonna say you're lying. 
because that's going to be a vision, a vivid imagination in my mind that if I listen to you and go against what I heard God say, I'm going to feel like that my carcass is going to be laid on the side of the road because I didn't got ate up by a lion. A lion who? A lion prophet. Because you don't want me to leave or you don't want me to go or you don't want me to stay or you don't want me to have or you don't want or you don't want and you don't want. So you listen to those lions. That's going to stand by and watch you be devoured by the sword because the mouth of the Lord have spoken it. This is the word of God, not me. I'm just reading it. And yeah, we all said, well, that was a different time of culture. The word is the word. The word is the word. The word is the word. Yes, we get it. So the, 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 the society has changed. Cultures has changed. People has changed. The government has allowed so much stuff to happen. But God's word doesn't change. It doesn't matter if it was in 1900. It doesn't matter if it was in 1800. It doesn't matter if it was in the slavery days. It doesn't matter if it was in this day. The word of God is the word of God. It's going to lead you, guide you, direct you, help you, show you. The word of God doesn't change. His word does not return back to him him void. If God said it, he meant it. And every time we put amen on something without knowing it's the word of God, we accept that. We accept that. But when you are a true man or a true woman of God, or you are a true man or a true woman, prophet, prophetess, It'll be okay to be like, amen, but listen, let me know how that works for you. I hope everything happens the way that you say it. If that's what you said God said, I pray that it happens. Jeremiah didn't come against the man of God. Jeremiah didn't come against the false prophet. Jeremiah didn't cuss him out. Jeremiah didn't make him feel bad, but what happened? But what happened? Hananiah got mad and broke off that yoke. He broke the yoke off of Jeremiah's neck into pieces, not realizing now that that God going to use Jeremiah and turn around and break him off. And he died right after that. But listen, listen, let me stay focused. I got a few more minutes. So 25, 1 King 13, 25 is where I'm at. For those who just came in, 1 King chapter 13, I'm at verse 25. And behold, men passed by and saw the carcass cast in the way and the lion standing by the carcass. And they came and told it in the city where the old prophet dwelt. And the old, I can almost imagine, well, yeah, he, he kept saying that, but you know, I, I wanted him to come back to my house and, you know, and I, you know, I just wanted to, you know, whatever. Cause it never said why the old man wanted him to come back to the house. It never said why the old prophet wanted him to come back to the house. What was he even looking for? Sometimes people don't even need a reason to manipulate you. Some people don't even need a reason to lie to you. Some people don't even need a reason to, to gear you away from whatever that is, that is. Because there are some people who are afraid of speaking truth. Can I be honest? There are just some people who are afraid of speaking truth. And then there are some people who won't speak truth because they know you're not going to receive it anyway. So we just let you, so we'll just go ahead and say, well, you know what, God, listen, I tried. God, 
I tried. They didn't want it. So it's in your hands. 26 says, and when the prophet that brought him back from the way heard thereof, he said, it is the man of God. He said, that's the man of God who was disobedient <laughs> unto the word of the Lord. Therefore, the Lord hath delivered him unto the lion, which has torn him and slain him according to the word of the Lord, which he spake unto him. Some of you don't even understand that even in this, the man didn't even realize he didn't take no responsibility. He took no responsibility for that man of God being disobedient. None. He spoke to his son saying, saddle me the donkey. And they saddled him and he went found the carcass, cast it away, and the donkey and the lion standing by the carcass. The lion had not eaten the carcass, nor torn, nor tore the donkey. And the prophet took up the carcass of the man of God and laid it upon the donkey and brought it back. And the old prophet came to the city to mourn and to bury him. And he laid the carcass in his own grave, and they mourned over him, saying, Alas, my brother. And it came to pass after he had buried him, that he spoke to his son saying, when I am dead, then bury me in the sepulcher wherein the man of God is buried. Lay my bones beside his bones. For the same which he cried, listen, listen to 32. This is what the old prophet is saying. For the saying which he cried by the word of the Lord against the altar in Bethel, and against all the houses of the high places, which are in the cities of Samaria, shall surely come to pass. After this thing, Jeroboam returned not from his evil way, but made again, but made again of the lowest of the people priests of high places, whosoever would, he consecrated him, and he became one of the priests of the high places. And this thing became sin. Unto the house of Jeroboam, even to cut it off and to destroy it from off the face of the earth. Why? Why? Can I tell y'all why? Can I tell you why? Because the sign that the man of God showed the, the king and he asked him to pray that his hand be restored. He was able to. So he believed the man of God. He believed the man of God. But when the young when the man of God disobeyed God's word and went, because the king was like, oh, well, you just told me that God told you couldn't come back to this place to eat and drink. But now I'm finding out you went over here to this old prophet. You ate and drank with them. Now you over here. And what happened? It said he returned not from his evil way. So that means he went right back and doing what he did because he disobeyed, because he watched a man of God disobey God. So again, so hear what I'm saying, people. You got to know. Listen, let me go. Let me go to Matthew 24. I, I, Matthew 24. I'm going to help you out. Matthew 24. Matthew 24. Matthew chapter 24. I hope, I, Lord knows, I, I pray that you are getting this because some of you need to understand, did God say it? 
Did God say it? Did God say it? Did he say it? Matthew chapter 24. Listen, Matthew 24, reading from the NLT version. Okay, so. Matthew 24, 36. Now, let me let me say this. I need to set this Bible down. It's hurting my wrist. Listen, Matthew 24. Matter of fact, let me let me do this. So y'all know where I'm at. Matthew 24, 36. Fifty-one. Now, I'm going to say this. When people want to do what they want to do, whether they hear from God or whether they don't want to hear from God, I don't have to lie about, I don't have to lie about what God says. I don't. I don't have to manipulate it. I won't manipulate it. I won't go against God. I won't go against God. And I talked about this. And any anytime that we are leaders that say that, um, we're, we're leaders and we're part of five, we're part, we're part of any fivefold ministry and we're manipulating, we're being deceptive, we're being deceitful, um, we're lying, manipulating, saying what God said and God did not say it when you say God said, but then you turn around and do something else, you're unstable. You're unstable and you're double-minded because at the end of the day, it's the truth. It's the truth. If I'm your friend and if I'm your leader, I'm going to give you the truth. But what I won't do is come against what you said, God said, that I won't do. Because just like in 1 Kings chapter 13, it doesn't matter how long I've been in this thing. And it doesn't matter if I haven't been in this thing long enough. But what I what I do know is the word of God. What, what I do understand is the judgment of God. What I do get is the statutes and the commandments of God. So it doesn't matter if you've been married 50, 60,000 years. It doesn't matter if you've been prophesying 50, 60,000 years. It doesn't matter if you, if, if I've never been in something that you've in. It doesn't matter if you've never been in something that I've in. What matters is the word of God. We're helpers one to another. The word of God is supposed to be given in any situation, in any circumstance. This is why king jeroboam went back to his evil way because the man of god said what god told him not to do but then you allow an an old prophet to come through and deter you away from what god said then god got to use that man that prophet to tell you you gonna die i'd i'd rather not I'd rather take my chances and believe in what I heard God said. And if you don't want to believe that, then that's not on me. That's between you and God. Because at the end of the day, God's going to show up. God will show up. Because when you are in your word every day, as much as possible, and we get it. I I get it. If you got a, a nine to five job. If you work in 10, 15, 20 hours and you trying to get the word of God in, still try to get it in. Again, putting God first. Putting God first. You got to be able to ask the Lord to give you time and to give you space 
to give him the devotion so that you will not be manipulated, so that you won't be deceived, so that you can recognize what is God and what is not God, so you can recognize the false prophets, the false teachers, the false accusations, the false assumptions. How can you recognize what's false if you're not trying it out, if you're not trying to prove what it is and what it isn't? People are not going to hear you, period. They're not. That's what God told Ezekiel. You're going to come across some stiff-necked folk, some disobedient folk, some hard-headed folk. They're not going to hear you. But don't allow their faces to turn you away from what I said. Don't allow their, their way to turn you away from what I said. You speak what I say speak. You go where I tell you to go. You let me handle the rest. So with all of that being said, when we trying to break the yoke off of God, off of other people, you ain't doing it right. God's going to break you off. Period. What you break off of God's people, God is about to break you off. With, the, with righteousness, with holiness, with the word of God, the prophecy of this book. Matthew 24. And I, I need to wrap this up. But of that day and hour, Jesus is speaking and he's telling us to remain watchful. Listen, Jesus said, but of that day and hour, no, knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my father only. But as the days of no were here, so shall also the coming of the son of man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them away. So shall also the coming of the son of man be. Then shall two be in the field. The one shall be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill. The one shall be taken and the other left. Jesus said, watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord do come. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered in his house to be broken up to be broken up. What you break off of God's people, God is about to break you off, good or bad. It's up to you to discern how you want God to break you off. But we got to be careful breaking off the wrong people. We got to be careful breaking off the wrong prophets. We got to be careful breaking off the wrong evangelists. We got to be careful breaking off the wrong man or the wrong woman of God. Because you don't know you breaking off a true prophet. You don't know, but you got to know. You got to know. You got to understand. You're only going to know that if you are if you are remaining watchful. And that you, listen. 44 says, therefore be ye also, be, therefore be ye also ready. For in such an hour as you think not the son of man cometh, that's when he's going to come. That's not in there. I just added that part. Lord, forgive me. Got too excited. 45. Who then is faithful and wise servant whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household? 
to give them meat in due season. Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he come, shall find so doing. When Jesus comes and crap this world, will he be? Will he find you doing the work of the Lord? Will he find you being a good servant? Will he find you being a good ruler? Will he find you doing the work of the kingdom? Listen, he just said, Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he come, shall find so doing. What will he find you doing? Where will he find you at? Will he find you prepared and ready? Will he find you watchful? Will he find you fasting and praying? Will he find you encouraging the God's people? Will he find you laying hands and healing the sick and the sick shall be recovered? Because God forbid when he comes and judgment day comes and you're standing there and you're saying, Lord, Lord, I did this in your name. And he says, your work, that work was of iniquity. I don't know you depart from me. So when he, but when he finds you coming and you're doing the work and you're remaining faithful, you're remaining watchful, you're on the wall, you're doing the work of the Lord, you're doing the work of the of 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 a, of a prophet that he's called you to be, you're doing the man of God work that he called you to be, you're doing the woman of God work that he called you to be. What will you do? What will you be doing? That. He shall make him ruler over all his good. Because when you are faithful over the few, he will make you ruler over the many. He said in 48, but and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, my Lord delayeth his coming and shall begin to smite his fellow servants and to eat and drink with the drunken. The Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him and in an hour that he is not aware of and shall cut him asunder and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites, with the hypocrites, there shall be weeping and gnashing of truth. Do you want to be with the hypocrites? Do you want to be with the Pharisees? Do you want to be with the Sadducees? Do you want to be partial? Do you want to be biased? Because if you do, you're going to miss heaven. You're going to miss his glory. You're going to miss eternal life. You're going to miss receiving the water freely. Here's what you have to understand. It is good that we don't know exactly when Christ will return. If we knew the precise date, we might be tempted to be lazy in our work for Christ. Worse yet, we might plan to keep sinning and then turn to God right at the end. Heaven is not our only goal. We have work to do here and we must keep on doing it until death or until we see the unmistakable return of our Savior. Christ's second coming will be swift and sudden. There will be no opportunity for afterthought. There will be no opportunity for last minute repentance. And there will be no opportunity for bargaining with the Lord. The choice we have already made will determine our eternal destiny. Jesus' purpose 
and telling about his return is not to stimulate predictions and calculations about the date, but to warn us to be prepared. Will we be ready? Will you be ready? Will they be ready? The only safety is to obey God's voice today. Why? Because tomorrow is not promised and all we have is this, this moment and yesterday is gone. So Jesus asked us to spend the waiting time taking care of his people and doing his work here on earth, but within the church and outside of it. This is the best way to prepare for Christ's return. Knowing that Christ's return will be sudden should motivate us always to be prepared. We are not to live irresponsibly, sitting and waiting, doing nothing, seeking self-serving, self-pleasure, using his tarrying as an excuse not to do. God's work of building his kingdom, developing a false security based on precise calculations of events, or letting our curiosity about the end times divert us from doing God's work. Cut him, un cut him asunder and appoint him his portion could be translated like this. Severely who, severely who, I'm sorry, severely whip you and send you off to the judgment. Weeping and gnashing of teeth is a phrase used to describe despair. God's coming judgment is as certain as Jesus returned to earth. We must understand that we don't have time to be playing around because we think we have all the time in the world. We do not. First John 4 and 1. First John 4 and 1 says this. If you don't understand how to listen, first John 4 and 1. First John 4 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have heard that it should come and even now already is it in the world. I'm going to drop down to verse six. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. You have to know the difference between the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. You have to know this. You have to know this. You have to know who is a false prophet. You have to know who is a real prophet. Good morning, Deaconess Ravazine. So I said all of that to say this. 
Let me, let me, uh, I got to give you the scripture. Sorry, but I have to. This is my last scripture. This is my last scripture. Acts 28. Acts 28. I'm going to give you this last scripture. Know that, know that though Hebrews, um, uh, Hebrews 3 and 7, now is the time to listen to God. But I have to give you Acts 28. 24 through 30. Listen, hear me well. Hear God. Hear God through me for you. Acts 28, uh, verse 24. And y'all can go back and you can read Acts chapter 24. I mean, Acts chapter 28 within yourselves, but I'm just going to read 24 through 30. Listen. And some, and some believed the things which were spoken, and some believed not. That's what happened to my friend. She believed. Good morning, Minister Laquanda. She believed. At that moment, she believed the man of God. She believed what the Lord was speaking to her because what she was in. But there will be some with you that will not believe. And they will plant that seed of unbelief. They will plant that seed of not believing for just to get you not to receive what thus saith the Lord. If she's at that moment, she said, God said it. God spoke this to me because of what I'm in, what I'm in and I need to come out. But I do thank God that she reached out to me to get a better understanding of what is to be said. And I didn't give her my personal opinion. I gave her the word of God. I gave her the word of God. But here's the thing. People will make, listen, people will think you are self-righteous. People will think that you are getting beside yourself because of your belief, your confidence. That's what, but it's not self-righteousness. It's not self-gratification. It's not self. It's giving the word of God by what you know because of what you read and what you heard from the Holy Spirit. So many times we are out here, leaders are out here, don't even know the word of God. Listen, I, I, people don't even, prophets don't even know the word of God because they didn't want to sit and listen and be taught how to hear, how to see a difference. And they're leading people astray. And then that's what causing them to go out here and start something that they're still immature in it as well. Because you're just like that old prophet. I'm a prophet too. I'm a man of God too. I'm a woman of God too. I hear God as well. I put my pants on just like you put your pants on. I put my skirt on just like you put your skirt on. But listen to what Acts says. Listen. And some believed the things which were spoken and some believed not. And when they agreed not among themselves, they departed. Those who believe stayed, those who didn't left. And when those who don't believe leave, let them go. Because Revelation 22 tells us if they want to be filthy still, let them be filthy still. But if they want to be holy still, let them be holy still. You don't have to, you don't have to, pressure people with the word of God. You ain't got to push it in and shove it down their throat. You speak it, you move. God drops it, you speak it and move. 
Don't add and take nothing with it. You speak exactly what the Lord tells you to speak. If you know that it's God, you stand on that. And then you wait for God to move. We want God to move and we want God to move. We want to, listen, I spent so much, listen, Lord Jesus, help me, help me, Holy Spirit. I, even today, I spend so much time trying to prove myself to people, literally. And I'm like, don't do that. Don't go there. Don't do this. It's going to hurt you. You're not listening to me. Then I got to say, you know what? You go do what you're going to do. Go, go, you go. Just, just do. I'm praying for you. Just like Jeremiah, he was a weeping prophet, cried because the people would not listen to the word of God. They would not listen to the mouth of the Lord. And that's why Jeremiah told him, he said, well, you know what? All right. Praise the Lord. Okay. But listen to me. This is what the, this is what the Lord's going to do. And I pray and I hope everything you say going to happen. I hope it happens. And the, and the, and, and, and Hananiah got mad and broke off the yoke of, off of Jeremiah. Jeremiah said, Jeremiah just walked away. And when Jeremiah walked away, the Lord caught Jeremiah and said, now I need you to go back and tell this to Hananiah. Listen, help me, Holy Spirit. Lord, help me. And when they agreed not amongst themselves, they departed. After that, Paul had spoken one word. Well spake the Holy Ghost by Isaiah the prophet unto our fathers, saying, go unto this people and say, Hearing ye shall hear and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see and not perceive. For the heart of this people is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have they closed, that they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart, and should be converted. You should be converted when the Lord speaks. You should be converted when the prophet speaks. There should be a change, a deliverance, salvation, healing. Help me, Holy Spirit. He said, and should be converted and I should heal them. Be it known, therefore, unto you that the salvation of God is sent unto the Gentiles and that they will hear it. And when he said these words, the Jews departed and had great reasoning among themselves. Even Isaiah said in chapter one, come and let us read. We should be able to come together and reason together. But now today, 2023, nobody wants to reason together. Nobody wants to understand. Nobody wants to see. Nobody wants to hear. Nobody wants to be converted. Nobody wants to be convicted. Nobody wants to be corrected. It's all about me, 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 me. That's the truth. That's the truth. It's the truth. It shouldn't matter who it comes from. If you've been reading your word and the word of God has been spoken, you should hear God. You should hear God. Because when you, if you're studying real word, you're going to hear God because God's word is God's word. He is the word. He is the word. He was the word then. He was the word then, and he's still the word today. He's the word. The word was with him. The word is him. Listen, 29, and when he had said these words, the Jews departed and had great reasoning 
among themselves. And Paul dwelt two whole years in his own hired house and received all that came in unto him. Listen to this. Tradition says that Paul was released after two years of house arrest in Rome and set off on a fourth missionary journey. Some readers for this tradition are as follows. Luke does not give us an account of his trial before Caesar, and Luke was the, the uh, detailed chronicler. The prosecutor had two years to bring the case to trial, and the time may have run out. So it may be during that time of Paul's time of freedom, he continued to travel extensively, even going to Spain. You have to understand that Paul was not even a believer. He was not even a believer. Paul was Saul, a murderer. Even Paul was like, when I even think to do wrong or, or wrong is always around me, my mind is all over the place. He said, but I know my course. He said, I know who I am. I, I know how to suffer. I know how to be rich. I know how, I know how to be poor. And whatever it is that God has me, God's going to provide for me. He said, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me, no matter what my struggles are. He said, God shall supply my every need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Because he knows. So through all of that, we have to understand that Second Peter, Lord help me. Second Peter, y'all go and read it. Second Peter chapter 1, 20 and 21. Pay attention to scripture. Pay attention. I'm putting that in all caps. Pay attention to scripture. Pay attention to scripture. You are responsible for what you hear. You are responsible for what you see. You are responsible for what you speak, what thus saith the Lord. You are responsible. And because you are responsible, God holds you responsible when you speak to a man or woman of God. When you even speak to false prophets, you still got to be careful. Jeremiah was a weeping prophet. Okay, I got you. And at the end of the day, listen to this end part right here. I'm reading this end part because I, I have to go back to Jeremiah because that's where I started. And I'm done right here. Jeremiah 28. And I told y'all I was reading from the New Living Translation. And earlier I stopped at uh, where it says, this is what the Lord says, just as this yoke has been broken within two years, two years. And we just said that Paul dealt with this thing for two years. Some of you need to really understand. So, so, so let me go back. Jeremiah 28, nine. So a prophet who predicts peace must show he is right. Only when his predictions comes true, can we know that he is really from the Lord. Then Hananiah, the prophet, took the yoke off Jeremiah's neck and broke it into pieces. And Hananiah said again to the crowd that had gathered, this is what the Lord said. Hananiah had to show that's what God said. That's why he broke that yoke off of Jeremiah's neck to prove that's because God's going to break the yoke off of these other folks. So he had, to, he had to do something to try to get them to believe it. I need y'all to catch this. He says, soon after this confrontation with Hananiah, the Lord gave this message to Jeremiah. He said, go and tell Hananiah, this is what the Lord says. You have broken a wooden yoke, but you have replaced it 
with a yoke of iron. The Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel says, I have put a yoke of iron on the necks of all these nations, forcing them into slavery under King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. I have put everything, even the wild animals under his control. Then Jeremiah the prophet said to Hananiah, listen, Hananiah, the Lord has not sent you. There's nothing wrong with you telling somebody the Lord has not sent you. That is not what God said. Because I know what God said. God said, I'm not to eat with you. God said, I'm not to sit with you. God has said, I'm not to entertain with you. God said, I'm not to go back that way. And I don't care what you said and how long you've been in prophecy and how long you've been in ministry and how long you've been a pastor and how long you've been a teacher. But God is not going to speak against what he had told me to do for his kingdom, for his work, for his plan, for my purpose. God has not sent you. And that is not what God said. Jeremiah told Hananiah, the Lord has not sent you, but the people believe your lies. People are believing false prophets' lies. Send me $20 in, in we're in 2023. Send me $20.23 and the Lord is going to give you your house. Send me $20.23 and the Lord is going to send you a car. Send me $20.23 and the Lord is going to give you a child. Send me $20.23 and the Lord is going to do this. That's not the word of God. That is not the word of God. That's a false prophet. No, I'm sorry. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That's false prophecy. That is false prophecy. Because Jeremiah said, God don't bring peace like that. God don't bring peace like that. If the world tells us we're going to struggle for kingdom's sake, if the world tells us we're going to go through some stuff, if the world tells us that we got this, is, this has got to happen, if the world says we're going to be in war, we're going to have divisions, that then we're going to sow discord, you're going to have some enemies, then how are you going to come tell me that Lord said to pay you $20.23 and all my enemies are going to scatter? When God said, all I got to do is pray and seek his face and trust him and he'll make my enemies my footstool and he ain't asking for no money. Listen, Jeremiah told Hananiah, therefore, this is what the Lord says. You must die. And God just broke Hananiah off. He just broke him off. What Hananiah turned around and broke off of Jeremiah, God came around and broke off Hananiah. Why? Because Romans 12 tells us, vengeance belongs to the Lord, saith the Lord. I will repay. You ain't got to retaliate. You ain't got to prove the word. You let the word speak for itself. You speak the word and you drop the word and you give what God said give and you move on. If they receive it, they receive it. If they reject it, they reject it. It's not on you, it's on them. Just don't allow the blood to be on your hands when you bring warning. You are still called to bring warning. He said, your life will end this very year because you have rebelled against the Lord. And two months later, the prophet Hananiah died. So the same way he told them folk in two years, this is what God was going to do. But in two months, Hananiah died. What you break off God's true people, and I should have put on that true people, but I, I just, God's people. God is about to break you off when you keep saying, God said. 
when you keep allowing people to denounce God's word. If that man spoke to that young lady and said that you are in another man's house that you don't need to be in there and she's been praying to be released from that thing and then somebody come through and say, well, you know that he's connected to this, this, and this and now she's confused. But she's no longer confused today because I said, if you are doing this, God is wanting you to come out of that because if you don't, you're going to die in it. That's thus saith the Lord. You live by the sword, you die by the sword. Period. How you live will be how, how you live determines how you rise. How you live determines how you die. And there are so many, the Bible says in this society, false prophets were from the beginning. Who was the first false prophet? Satan. When he manipulated and lied to Eve and caused her and her husband to go against God's word. So from the beginning, false prophecy has always been here. And God has given us the word of God to be able to study it, to recognize a false prophecy, a false word, a false teaching. Because anything that goes against God's word is false. But anything that speaks to God's word is truth. And you got to know it for yourself, especially if you call yourself a prophet or a prophetess, especially if you call yourself an evangelist, especially if you call yourself a pastor or a teacher or a leader. If you if you say if my people, which are called by my name, then they should be seeking me and humbling and turning from their wicked ways and praying. Because that's the only time he's going to forgive you of your sin when you're repenting and asking for forgiveness. The only time he's going to heal your land when you are turning from your wicked ways. Then and then and then. But we are so quick to have our ears itching. Well, you know what? I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. I ain't going. I don't care what you say. I don't care what they say. And at this point, I love the Lord, but I'm dipping. I don't want to stay at this job no more. They doing, they stealing, they manipulating. And that's fine. But, but you, what you don't understand is, but if you wait on God on this job, if you stay righteous on this job, if you stay holiness in this job, you listen, you, 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 you're turning from an, an, an employee to a boss in three days. The Lord will have them to come in and remove everybody out that was doing wrong and bring you right in because you stayed for righteousness. You stayed for God's kingdom. You stayed for the right thing. Instead of losing that job, walking up from that job, no, no, having the money and they can't get another job. And now you're really struggling. You got to wait on God and stop allowing so many people in your ear. If you say God said it, trust him, believe in him, have faith in what you heard, have faith in what you need to see. No, have faith in what you can't see. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Have faith in what you can't see. And believe in the word of God because you can see the word of God. If you can see the word of God, you can see God. 
If you can see the word of God, you can see God for yourself. Doesn't matter how long somebody been in something. The word of God is very old, but it's new to a new convert. It's new to a babe in Christ. It's new for somebody receiving deliverance. It's new for somebody receiving salvation. So it may be old to you, but it's new to them. We got to lead them in the right direction. We got to lead them on the right path. So if it's old to you and you know God, show them the newness of the Holy Spirit. Show them, lead them, guide them. Don't go off. Listen, don't entertain Satan. Don't entertain Satan. Don't entertain the, the, the situations. Don't entertain the struggles. Jeremiah condemned the false prophet. Elijah condemned the false prophet. It was Elijah who told the false prophets, you build, you build this little thing right here and you call on rain and let's just see what happened. And I'll go ahead and I'll let y'all do and we're going to see how the Lord comes down. And, and Elijah said, and I'm going to build me an altar and I'm going to put wood on it and I'm not even going to add nothing to it. It's going to be dry wood and I'm going to call on my God. You got to call on your God. And when you call upon the Lord, he will come and see about you. You got to know who you're calling. You got to know who you calling. You got to know who's going to hold you. You got to know who's going to free you. You got to know who's going to deliver you from you. Scripture says you did run well, but who hindered you? That false teacher. Listen, your parents can be a false teacher. Your siblings can be a false teacher. Your best friend can be a false teacher. You can be in the house of the Lord with great leaders and they could be a false teacher. <laughs> Y'all got to get this. Y'all got to get this and get it down into your heart. So when you hear that something is off, God's not going to go against his word. You got to get this word for yourself. And stop making it about self. You, I said it earlier, you want self-care? Add the word of God to it. Get that same time and attention, you get your hair done. Get the same time and attention, you get your nails done. Get that same time and attention, you get your lips done. Get the same time and attention, you get your eyebrows and your eyelashes done. Give the word of God that same time and attention. It does you, it does you no justice if your outer appearance look good and your inner and your inner man is dying. Your inner man is dying. Your inner man is not getting anything. The Holy Spirit is starving for attention. Oh, my Lord. Your inner man, your spirit man, the Holy Spirit is starving for attention. It's starving for time. We need to feed our spirit with the word of God every day as much as possible. So that no matter what is happening, you can spit a word. No matter what is going on, you can spit a word. Whether you on the interstate, somebody cut you off, you ain't got to flip up a bar. You say, Lord, just bless them. Lord, wherever they're trying to get to, just, give them, just get them there safely. Everything's got to be about God. Everything. Everything has to be about God. So listen, stay the course. Those of you who just came on, 
Go back and watch the replay. I came on at 7. I know. I came on at 7.30 this morning. I, my hair appointment, I know Minister Laquanda's like, girl, come on. Listen, I, I got I to get this dude done. But you know what? God comes first in my life. And, and I, 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 I didn't say it. I'm going to say it now. People will not understand. People won't understand your relationship with the Lord. Why? Because yours is not like theirs. And theirs is not like yours. You got to build your relationship with the Lord and allow him to use you the way that he uses you in all things. That's why we had Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They couldn't speak to the same type of people. They couldn't be in the same, the same places. They had different audiences. But they had one teacher, Jesus. Judas only hung himself. She's still in the bed, body aching. You good. Jesus, Judas, thank you, husband. Judas hung himself. Why? Choice. He sat under the same teaching as the other 11 disciples. He received the same thing under the 11 disciples. He received the same rewards under the same, under the same 11 disciples. But there was something in his flesh he refused to let go of. Peter denied Jesus three times, but he was still a ride die for Jesus. Even though Jesus was like, man, I hear you, but you're going to do this as well. I need y'all to catch that. Yeah, he cussed. Yeah, he was a fighter. Yeah, he cut the man's ear. But Jesus turned around and put it back on and said, hold on, Peter. Now calm down. Chill for a second. He's only doing what he's been taught. He's only doing what he's been taught to do. And I need y'all to catch that. People only do what they've been taught and trained to do. But Jesus taught Judas. I'm sorry. Jesus taught Peter. You don't got to be a cusser. You ain't got to be a cutter. You ain't got to be a denier. He was telling uh, Thomas, yeah, I know you doubted me, but go ahead and touch me anyway. I know, I know you don't believe me, Thomas, but come on, I'm going to come down just for you because I need you to be blessed regardless of what, what, what you see or what you believe. I still need you to do a work for me. I need y'all to understand that some of you all have been called to do great work, but some of these people in this world are manipulating their gifts for, for money for status, for power, and you have to recognize it. And you got to be just like Jeremiah and say, that is not a word from the Lord. That is not of God. What you just did, that is not godly. God doesn't act unseemly. God does not act rude. God is not disrespectful. God is not disobedient. God doesn't do witchcraft. God, and then you back it up with scripture. You got to back it up with scripture. When I did my live on Thursday, I didn't have my Bible in my hand. I was getting my, and I, my, because I'm so used to, because I'm so, you, I, this is, this is, this is my life. This is my life. This word delivered me. This word loves me when no one else will. This word guides me when someone else is trying to guide me different. This word brings life to me. This is my best friend first. This is my lover first. 
this helps me first when I don't understand that my mind is all over the place. Lord, what is it that I'm, what is it that I need? What is it that I'm missing? What is it that I'm not seeing? How can I, Lord, what is it? Because I seek him first. And I'm just trying to get all of you to understand you got to put this first if you're a Christian. Yes, there are some unbelievers out there, but we ought to go out and compel them to come in. We ought to save that. We ought to bring sinners in, unbelievers in, convert them. How do I know? Because God did that for me. He did that for me. And yes, when I see that I can't reach the people, it, it bothers me. It hurts my whole heart because I know God. I've seen God for myself, but I'm not saying some of you don't know God. I'm not saying that, that some of you don't know who God is for yourself. But what I'm saying is that when you can line it up with this, the light will shine over every darkness. The light will shine through every circumstance because you're using the light of Jesus. You're not giving your personal opinions, but you're giving your personal opinion concerning the word of God by what God has done for you, what God wants to do for you. I had to realize I could no longer make it about me. I had to realize no matter how I feel my husband is saying or talking or treating in our marriage of, 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 our, year, of our 30 years together, we're not perfect. We're not, but when it comes to God, we don't misrepresent or we don't mishandle one another. We will have disagreements. We will have disagreements, but I no longer cuss him out. I no longer put my hands on him. I may slip every now and again and get angry with him and give him the whole business, but I've learned to go back and sometimes be like, I'm sorry, but this is what it is, but this is not what it is. I've learned how to use my words wisely. I've learned how to sit and chill. I'm, I'm still learning. But when you out here and you're making it seem as though you're perfect, like your boo-boo don't stink, <laughs> realize God is smelling you. He smells you because sin stinks in his nostrils. If his own son was on the cross, and he had to turn his face away for a moment because he couldn't look at him in that manner. What makes you so exempt? What makes you oh so perfect? What makes you oh so better? Because you are old prophet? Because you are seasoned saint? Because you've been in the, in the word of God all your life? Well, guess what? This was here before you. This was here before you, this was here before me, this was here before them. You're not better than Jesus Christ. You're not better than God the Father. So if you're 55, well, let me just say this. If you've been in ministry for 15 years, and I've only been in ministry for five years, the word of God still should be coming, period. Because if I'm reading this and I'm under you and what you say behind that pulpit and I'm looking at this and I'm looking at you and I'm looking at this and I'm looking at you and I'm looking at this and I'm looking at you, we're going to have a conversation after service because I'm going to need you to.
break this down. That's not what this word, and we got the same Bible, because we got the same Bible, it should say the same thing. I, I, I need y'all to understand. If we have the same Bible, and we're serving the same God, we should be hearing the same thing concerning the word of God. Because if I see something different than what you are speaking from here, I know I don't want to go to hell. And then I don't want to lead anybody else wrong either. So I'm going to ask questions. But when I was a babe in Christ, I was vulnerable and I obeyed everything that went on in the house. But when I became more mature in the word and I then begin, my eyes begin to open. And see, that's where you all need to understand. Eventually, when you are in darkness and you are coming towards the light, if y'all been told when you've been in the dark, you can you cut that light on quickly, you can't see for a second. You gotta focus. Your vision has to has to get itself together. Y'all know, but when you're in the dark long enough, your eyes, your vision, it literally is right with that darkness. I need y'all to get it. I need y'all to understand. Lord, help me, Jesus. But when you come, when you wake up in the morning and you cut that light on, your vision has to adjust to your environment, to that room, to that place. So yeah, when you are in sin, you're in darkness. But as you begin to walk in the light of Jesus and through the word of God, you're going to start to see. You will start to see. You will start to see. Lord God, I thank you right now, Lord God, for the word that came forth on this morning. God, I ask you right now that you will look on those who have been a part of this live, Lord God, those who are struggling with obeying God's voice or hearing the word of God or recognizing a false prophet or a true prophet, Lord God. God, I ask you on this morning, Lord God, that you will that you will give them wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, Lord God. God, I ask you that you will allow them to desire the Holy Spirit, Lord God. God, I ask you that they will desire to, to have the Holy Ghost, Lord God, that they will have the heavenly language, Lord God. So in their prayer time, in their secret closets, they can cry out to you, Lord God, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to be converted? What must I do to be a believer? What must I do to come out of darkness? What must I do to seek your face, Lord God? Oh God, they're hungry for your word, Lord God, but they're confused, Lord God. They're hungry, Lord God, for salvation, but they've been taught differently in some way, Lord God. But God, only you know. But God, I thank you for allowing the phone call from this young lady to even show me Lord God, that I am who I am and I am who you called me to be and that I'm not intimidated, Lord God, from those that's been doing it for a long time. God, that I'm not intimidated, Lord God, that they're not seeing you and me, Lord God, that I will know who I am in you, Lord God, and I will speak what you tell me to speak, Lord God, because you've given me the spirit of discernment, Lord God. You've given me the spirit of knowledge and knowing and understanding, Lord God. You've given me the spirit, Lord God, of wisdom. 
Oh God, I thank you for your word, Lord God, and I know that I get it for myself and it's down into my heart, Lord God, and that I'm doing what you've called me to do, Lord God, and even when I feel like I'm being rejected, Lord God, it's okay that I don't have to retaliate. It's okay that I don't have to prove it. It's okay that I don't have to make them believe it, but I could just read the word of God for where it is and what it says, Lord God, and then let you do the rest, Lord God. Because outside of it all, Lord God, those who don't want to hear will reject. But those who want to hear will hear what thus saith the Lord, because they will have an ear to hear and a heart to receive and a heart to listen and a heart to know. So, God, I thank you, God for using me for such a time as this, Lord God. God, help me to never, ever get so beside myself that I won't even receive. But God, I, I will remain to be a learner and I will remain to listen and I will remain to be watchful, Lord God, that I will remain faithful, God, and that I will continue to pray and I will continue to fast and I will continue to read and study to show myself approved, Lord God, that I don't have to put it out there, but you will just bring them in, Lord God. So, God, I thank you on today, Lord God, that somebody needs to understand the purpose of the Holy Spirit. They need to understand the purpose of the Holy Ghost. They need to understand who your son, Jesus Christ, really is. They need to understand who God, the Father of heaven, really is, Lord God. They need to understand the angels of this world, Lord God. They need to understand, Lord God, the word, the prophecy of this book, Lord God. They need to understand they can't keep taking away from it. They need to understand they can't keep putting stuff to it, Lord God. They need to understand that your plagues are real. They need to understand that heaven and hell is real. They need to understand that you are a God of order and not a God of disobedience, Lord God. They need to understand that your word, the same thing you told Saul, that uh, uh, they told Samuel to tell Saul that obedience is better than sacrifices, God. But through our sacrifices comes obedience. So God, I thank you for such a time as this that you will continue to give me holy boldness to say that is not of God. This is what the word has spoken. This is what God has spoken. And you back it up with scripture. You back it up with the Holy Spirit. You back it up with your words, God. Because God, your word tells us in Isaiah 55 that our ways are not your ways. Our thoughts are not your thoughts, Lord God. That you are higher than we are, God. So God, let the word of my mouth and the meditation of my heart to be acceptable unto thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Lord God, I thank you for every word that went forth on this morning. And I pray that it is not denounced by the enemy. I pray that it is received by every hearer that was on this live. Those who watch publicly and those who had watched privately, Lord God, that they will understand what a false prophet is, Lord God. They will understand what a, what a prophet, a true prophet is, that your word is nothing but the truth. And that the truth shall make them free. The truth shall set them free and make them and free them indeed, God. So, God, I thank you right now, God, that you will continue to move mightily on my house, 
on my marriage, on our finances, on our ministry that you have given to us, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for allowing me to let the people know that a false prophet is a person who falsely claims the gift of prophecy or divine inspiration or to speak for God or who makes such claims for evil deeds when Jeremiah 29 and 11 tells us that I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. So God, I thank you for showing me that even though I've been on this road since 2006, that you've kept me in a place of peace, that you've kept me in a place of purpose, that you've kept me in a place for potential, that you've kept me for even the place of my problems, that you've kept me in the midst of adversity, in the midst of my storms, in the midst of my confusions, in the midst of my letdowns and my putdowns, in the midst of those who've walked away, in the midst of those who have rejected your word, in the midst of my storms, God, I thank you for giving me the human power and the authority to speak to my storms, to speak to my winds. In the mighty name of Jesus, to teach the other people how they must trust you and believe in you and have faith in you and know that your word is true and know that your word will heal them, deliver them and set them free, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, those who are hurting still, God. Heal their heart, Lord God. Allow them to do a self-check like they do a self-care, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord God, even if just like Job, he was an upright man, if there's no fault in them, Lord God, if there's no error in them, Lord God, if there's no wrong in them, Lord God, allow them to sit still and wait and see the salvation of the Lord with them, Lord God, with you, Lord God. The same thing you told Jehoshaphat to set yourself, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord with you. So God, I thank you for the word on today, God. Oh God, I thank you for the word on today. Because you said, just, just like Job said it, though he slay me, yet I will trust in him. I will maintain my ways before the Lord. God, those who are not sure, those who are just unsure allow them to maintain their ways before you lord allow them to maintain their character allow them to maintain their integrity lord god and god i speak against those false prophets who are manipulating who is manipulating the people who is manipulating other prophets who's manipulating other men and women of god who's causing the true men and women of god to doubt themselves to cause them to fall back and follow them because they're seasoned, because they are, they are mature, God, but allow your word to stand. Those who, those, oh God, Isaiah 40 and 31. Oh God, give us the strength that we need. Give us the strength that we need. That we may not be weary and that we will walk and not faint. Y'all know the scripture. So, God, I thank you and I bless your name on today. God, continue to cover me from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. God, remove any unrighteous thing that's trying to attach itself to me. 
Remove it in the name of Jesus. God, continue to be a mind regulator and a heart fixer. Oh, God, I just thank you. Oh, God, I just thank you. Oh, God, I just thank you, God. I thank you, God. I thank you, God. And Lord God, allow us to see those people that we have great influence in but also know that they can be damaging to our spirit. They could be damaging to our bodies if the word does not line up with your word that you speak to them to give to us, God. So God, I thank you. I bless your name. Who God, I bless your name. I bless your name. I bless your name. Lord God, we thank you. We bless your name. We glorify you. Lord God, you are Jehovah Jireh. You're Jehovah Nisa. You are Alpha and Omega. You're the beginning and the end. You're the first and the last. You're Yahweh, Lord God. You're our banner. You're our refuge. You're our safe place. You're Jehovah Nisi, God. You're Jehovah Rafi, Lord God. Oh, God, you are who you say that you are. And we will no longer serve any other God but you, God. We will no longer give any other attention to anything. We will no longer entertain the enemy, Lord God. But we will give you all of our time and attention as much as possible, God. Open up our hearts to understand. Open up our ears to hear, but close our ear gates to those things that are not of you, God. Allow us to see the things that we need to see, Lord God. And Lord God. Your word says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good and blessed is the man that trusts in you. God, your word tells us that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So, God, I pray that you will continue to order our steps, Lord God, that we will walk in the right direction, Lord God, and we will walk upright in you, Lord God. So, God, I thank you for the ministries that you have placed on my life. I thank you for the words that you have placed in my mouth. And I thank you for the Holy Ghost that you have given to me in my heart. That I will continue to stay on the path of righteousness. That I will continue to live a holy lifestyle. And that I will continue to speak what thus saith the Lord in spite of the stiff-necked people. In spite of the hard-headed people. So God, I thank you. I love you. I bless your name, Lord God. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name, I pray, we pray, and we all say, amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Remember what I said. If God said it, let him do it. Amen. I love you all. Know that I love you, and God loves you more. Thank you for tuning in. It's a Sunday morning message. Did God say it? What you broke off of God's people, God is about to break you off. Don't let God break you off. Know the word and know the word for yourself. Amen. Amen.